Naughty 40. My first gay erotic novel is out now. Tom isn't ready to turn 40, with the middle-aged spread starting to take hold and his family upping the pressure for him to settle down. Tom is torn about whether life as a single stud is still worth pursuing. A planned day of minor celebration quickly steps up as his friends join him throughout the day. As they reminisce, Tom is reminded of some of his hottest sexual conquests, from the night he lost his virginity in the back room of a club to the moment one of his workmates crossed the line after a few beers. With the help of a night with his closest friends, who get unexpectedly closer, Tom realises that while life might not begin at 40 for a 21st century gay man, it isn't the end of the world. Naughty 40, my first gay erotic novel by Liam Williams, available on my website liamwilliams.com.au forward slash store Hey Baiters, welcome to another episode of Proud Baiters Anonymous. I'm your host, Liam Williams. Welcome back. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, then make sure that you do. If you are a Patreon patron, then you're getting this episode a week earlier than everybody else. So well done you and thank you for your support. If you'd like to support, head to patreon.com forward slash Liam Williams and you can contribute in varying ways there. Uh, Or to show your support, you can share it with your beta buddies uh, and put it out there and spread the word about the Proud Betas Anonymous podcast. Now we have another beta profile interview this week. Uh, And I don't need to do too much of an introduction because you all heard his voice last week. This week, I am interviewing our new co-host. I'm not going to say my, our new (laughs) co-host, the new co-host of Proud Baiters Anonymous. Uh, Sean, welcome. Thank you for having me again. Uh, No worries. I thought that we would put this interview after our first kind of episode. We got into the new format. Uh, last couple of weeks ago, and now we're going to get to know you a little bit more. I think by now, regular listeners know a bit about me as a beta, but we will get a little bit deeper into Sean as a beta. I hope you're nice and comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So there's plenty to chat about from what I've learned off mic. So... The general thing, um, I'll start straight out. What does being a beta mean to you? I suppose it means me. Yep. Because it's part of who I am. It's something that I enjoy doing. Um, it's a nice little stress stress relief. Um, but to me, being a beta is just appreciating you. Great. Simple. Yep. Okay. What um, I've discussed previously, and I had a whole episode on bait terms, what term would you use and what term would you kind of most identify with in terms of like beta, solo sexual, guna, edger, any of those kind of terms? What kind of sits well with you at the moment? Mm. So just refresh my memory, the difference between a beta and a baitor. Yeah, so this is where our accent probably is creating issues for listeners from other countries. So the the beta is B A T O R, 
That's all I ever talk about. Right. The BETA, which is said beta, is not really in amongst what I'm... I'm not going to bring that up. <laughs> it's a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah. Well, because that's a partnered thing, an alpha beta kind of thing, generally speaking. Um, and so that that doesn't really, for me, come in too much into the master beta thing. Should I start saying Bator more? <laughs> it's in the title. Um, no. If you're no. listening and think that I'm saying B-E-T-A, read the title of the podcast. So the B-E-T-A alpha beta thing um, is not really coming into what I'm talking about and what we're going for here with the proud Bator's anonymous podcast. Right. Does that help? Yeah, yeah. So I would definitely put myself down as a beta. Yep. Um, I do enjoy a good edging session, but I wouldn't say that I am a professional ledger. Um, gooning is something that I'm yet to, you know, get my hand around. Um, yep. And I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a every single day beta. Yep. So I'm, I'm a step up from a casual beta. I suppose you'd put it. So we've chatted a little bit off mic and a little bit in our last episode about that this identifying as a beta is fairly new to you. Uh, how did that kind of come about? That, re- that I guess, realisation um, and that connection. Um. I suppose it really came about because I, during lockdown, I found that there was a lot more time that I had on my hands um, when I wasn't working and yep. I couldn't leave the house and I couldn't do anything. And being locked inside a house with somebody else is fantastic. Not going to lie. And I feel sorry for the people who during the lockdowns, they were solo. Mm. Um, but having somebody else there, it was fantastic, but I still needed to have that time away and that break. I think a lot, I think a lot of, uh, betas identify with that in terms of, even though you might be partnered or you might live with people, there are easily times where you've got the house to yourself or when life is going along as normal, you can just, uh, work out a way of having your normal time, but that wasn't the case in the lockdown and in the ISO that was related to our pandemic, and so that was con- that contributed to you seeking the time more with more effort. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, yeah, pretty much. I mean, my partner has nothing to do with my bait sessions. Yep. As far as not the reason of, not the reason for, nothing like that. I suppose I kind of went through a period where I just wasn't, I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. And so I enjoy masturbation and I kind of started to use that, those bait sessions as a time to reconnect with myself yep. uh, and to just learn about myself again. So much has changed personally. So much has changed for me over the last five years um, that I'd kind of lost connection with myself 
and masturbation kind of gave me back that control. I'm finding that a bit of a common thing that's come up is the the connection with yourself and there's obviously sexuality research uh, and a lot of uh, sex related research that says that and having that understanding of the pleasure of your body uh, through masturbation contributes to enhanced pleasure both solo and in partnered sex but I think from my chats with betas it's going it's becoming a more personal connection as well as a sexual and pleasurable connection well yeah I mean for myself I I didn't have that connection with myself I wasn't happy with myself and thought that there were so many things wrong with me um, and me getting into my own masturbation there has given me back my appreciation for myself, which has then in turn made me more confident. Yep. So I have the confidence socially as well as in the bedroom. Um, and yeah. everything, everything's just better. I think, I think that's a huge part of it. And the more that we get on and we embrace what we can do ourselves... In all manner, um, in all manner of ways that we can do it, whether that's sexually or in other ways, and I don't want to get too far off the track, but it certainly contributes to that sense of self and that self-confidence. Changing tack a little bit. So it's changed in the last couple of years uh, a bit. What does a typical bait session look like for you these days um a typical bait session it depends on the amount of time that i have um because of work and other life yeah things um times can vary whether or not i've got 10 minutes or 20 minutes or an hour um more times than not these days i'm looking at around about the 15 20 minute mark um and a usual session for me is Sitting in a comfortable position, be it on the couch, in the bed, the computer desk. Yep. Um, and just scrolling through my materials, we'll say. Yep. Um, and then slowly stroking my way through. Um, it's not something that I like to rush because I like that connection and that me time. Um, but a typical session is comfortable space stark naked, scrolling through my materials, uh, a little bit of lube. Yeah. Not like I'm not a huge, you know, kind of person, yep. uh, but a little bit of lube just to help with that there um, and go for it. How often do you reckon you get that during a week? Varies week to week, um, but I usually get, you know, three to four a week. Nice. And you mentioned material. What kind of material are we talking about? Uh, Twitter. Twitter? Yeah. Yes. So I scroll through Twitter a lot. Was it Tumblr before? Uh, it was, but I'm, I kind of missed the boat with Tumblr, to be honest. Oh, yeah? Um, I kind of hit it when I was probably too old for Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then it closed, so I... And Tumblr, yeah, shot yeah. itself in the foot. 
going but, yes sorry. sorry aside aside from aside from twitter and the rare moments on tumblr then um i have a couple of different blogs and um forums that i'm part of as well oh yeah cool then i'll sit and i'll read through um yep. i do quite like listening to some erotic stories as well oh i've got a good podcast that ah. you should check out then <laughs> <laughs> um there all right going back a little bit uh how did it all start that's not going back a little bit there <laughs> <laughs> i'm being kind um so for me it all started back when i was like i want to say i was about 10 or 11 maybe 12 yep um and me and my best friend we were super close and he came up to me one day and he's like oh things are changing things are changing uh so then we started exploring each other so we would either go into his bedroom or climb up a tree. Yep. Um, and we would just kind of like touch ourselves and fiddle with ourselves. Uh, and it just kind of grew from there. Yep. Um, like the, that was fun when we were kids. That didn't last for too long though, because we both, you know, got to a point where we had both our respective parents sitting there saying, it's a sin, masturbation's bad. You're going to go blind and get hairy, hairy hands and... You know, yeah. all of those myths that your parents tell you when you're younger, um, which kind of scared us away from doing it. So, but that's, realistically, that's where my masturbation started. Yeah. Did you, did you, when it started, did you know what it was? Did oh, you know it was no. masturbation? No. Hell no. No, it was just, oh, look, I can touch my penis and it gets hard. Yeah. And it feels a bit good. Yeah. 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 I think that's... That's a pretty common way of discovery, whether or not it's with someone, um, is that, oh, I'm touching it and it feels good and it does things. And then it kind of progresses from there. And then varying levels of external guilt mm -hmm. come into it, uh, which is unfortunate. And one of the things that we're going to work to avoid and reduce. Um, in terms of... Other experiences, is there anything particular that you think is noteworthy? Anything you're quite proud of oh. in your bait experience? Um, things I'm proud of in my bait experience. Um, I can ask specific questions if that helps. Yeah, you'll have to be a little bit more specific. All right, where's the wildest place you've done it? In a train. Okay. You can elaborate on any of them if you want. I was traveling from Manchester down to London. Yep. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, what's your record for the most number of sessions in a day? In a day? Yeah. Um, I think it's only about six. There's lots of people that'll be like, oh, six is pretty good. Yeah, and then I just didn't touch it for a week, so. <laughs> um What's your buddy baiting experience been like? We talked about, obviously, the early experiences. What's it been like since? And how's it changed? It's pretty non-existent, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't... I still see it as a solo sport. Yeah. Um, and it's something that, you know, I, as I said, I'm still coming to terms with connecting with myself 
and I've just not really explored the thought of enjoying it in the same space as somebody else other than my partner. Yeah, okay. Yep. So with the fact that identifying as a beta is a pretty new thing for you, why... Uh, not why did you want to come on the show as a co-host? What made you interested in doing kind of the profile interview, the in-depth chat about you as a beta? For me, as I've said, it's it's always been a very solo thing. It's been yep. a very quiet thing for me because it's something that my parents and you know other adults as I was growing up were telling me that it's you know it's a no go. It was a very taboo topic. Yes. And it's something that I enjoy. All through my life growing up, my my parents have always been, don't care what anybody else thinks. If you enjoy it, spread the word. Yep. And it's taken me a number of years, but I kind of feel like I'm at that point where I love it. I want to spread the word. It's not doom and gloom. You're not going to go blind. So many guys would be blind. <laughs> I would um, have been blind by the age of 14. <laughs> I have an optometrist who said I have better than 20-20 vision. So if I haven't gone blind, no one is going <laughs> blind from masturbation. Um, do you think that the... So my parents, I think, it was a little bit different for me. My parents weren't... Uh, vocal about it being a bad thing. Um, I, I was really interesting. I went to a religious school, not super, super religious, but kind of religious. Um, but and our school chaplain ran some of our sex ed classes early days. Uh, and I have this memory of the school chaplain saying, if God didn't want us to masturbate, he wouldn't have made our arms this long. <laughs> and, um, so I don't have that external vocalized guilt around it, but I did spend my whole teen years feeling guilty about it, for, but for different reasons. But we're not talking about me today. We're talking about you. How do you think that being told it's a sin, don't do it. How do you think that affected your bait life growing up? Well, it negatively affected it. Yeah. Um, I remember there was one, one time where I, you know, I was still that awkward teenager going through the awkward boner moments. Um, and I was a swimmer. Yep. Um, I used to do, uh, I was training for the Olympics. I trained uh, in the pool doing laps as well as diving. Um, so, you know, going through that in puberty with the awkward boners, yeah. not yep. fun. Um, and I remember there was one night where I'd gotten home from training and I was going to bed and my mother has walked into the room and she's like, are you masturbating? I'm like, what? Uh, what? I was, but yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, no. She's turned the bedroom light on. And then called for my father. Okay. And he's come up. My Now, my father's one of those people who's very timid. Yep. Um, is very yes, dear. 
Um, she said, you need to have the talk to him and walked out. And he sat on the side of my bed and he's gone, I'm 45 years old and I have never masturbated in my life. <laughs> I'm now married to the love of my life with two beautiful kids and I never had to masturbate in my life. It's not something that you need to do. You need to live your life. And that that kind of stuck with me. Yep. So it then had my internal conflict there of, I love it. It feels good. It makes me feel good. Yep. And then I still had the, it's bad. Don't do it. You're going to ruin your life. Yeah. And that's hard to marry up with the fact that you are doing it regularly with no negative effects. Mm. Like if you can make it from 11 or 12 to 15 or 16, doing it regularly without negative effects, then having someone external come in and say, it's going to ruin your life. You're like, well, actually, no, it's a lot of fun and it hasn't ruined anything yet. Mm. But I guess it's such a, and it particularly coming from such a figure in your life, um, it just sets it up to be an incredibly difficult thing to align. Did it stop you or slow you down? It slowed me down. Yep. Um, but the silver lining out of it was the fact that it also pushed me to find different ways to do it without being so obvious. Yep. Less chance of mum coming in and turning the light on. Yeah. So it then turned from, you know, sitting naked on the side of the bed to the under the covers as I was going to sleep. Yep. But then it also turned into, you know, wrapping a sock around it and pumping away into the, uh, yep. in between the bed. Yep. Um, and then using things like banana peels and going for walks. Yep. You know, the different ways that I could hide it and just kind of exploring those corner, those kind of options. Um, don't get me wrong. When I was younger, the minute that I had the house to myself, the parents weren't even out the driveway. The pants were off oh, and yeah. they, you know, the, yeah. the coconut oil was on the hand. You're not the only one, uh, <laughs> either in the room or listening to the podcast, <laughs> for whom that was the case. Um, how long do you think it took you to get over that? Uh, I would say I was probably... 18, 19, so a good, yeah. you know, six, seven years. Yeah. Uh, and then it was just kind of like one of those, it's okay every now and then. Yeah. And it's only really been over the last, say, six years. Yep. Um, and I'm not giving my age away, but over the last <laughs> six years that I've kind of grown into it and I've, I've rebuilt that appreciation for it to a point where... Yes, I don't have a lot of time for it, but I make the time for it. Yeah, so, and it's free, guilt-free, yeah, and purely enjoyment time now. Yeah, it's turned from being the, oh, I've got 10 minutes free, let's bat one out, to I'm going to schedule 
it sounds really wrong saying schedule, but I'm going to allow myself a half hour here. No, the, the scheduling thing is a thing. And I joke about it uh, with my friends and it does have to be scheduled. Uh, and then in, in another interview, actually, that I've got coming up, um, we talk about it a lot because I've got a lot of things going on in my life. And so you've got to schedule things. Mm. Uh, you've got to schedule in the things that you want to do and the things that you enjoy doing. Uh, and if one of those is baiting, then I haven't written it in the Google Calendar. No. But I know that the gap between work and the gym is the hour that I've got for it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I've also found different ways to masturbate. Not necessarily hands-on as yep. well. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, like, mental masturbation that happens or like stimulation masturbation okay, like yeah. free balling for instance yeah, yeah um and just you know different like wearing different items of clothing and how they yeah. sit and stuff but and then just other ways of enjoying your penis without sitting and wrapping your hand around it exactly yeah and i think i think for a lot of betas there's a real big part of it which is just leaning into the the enjoyment of your penis as much as it is the act of actually masturbating to orgasm mm. and i think as we go further and further along with the podcast together i think that's certainly something that uh, we'll explore a little bit more my last question is pretty general, I think. Uh, what advice or words of wisdom would you have for any betas out there listening or anyone who wants to become more of a committed beta? Make the time. All right. Thanks. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> no, make the time and don't be, don't be afraid to have the conversation. I've yep. waited too long to have that conversation and I feel like there is a, a whole like a bait brotherhood that I've almost missed out on yeah. because I've not had that conversation. There's a whole community out there of people that I could have been connecting with that I haven't because I've not started the conversation. Yeah, I think it's not too late. It's certainly... I've found so far uh, since I started the Proud Betas Anonymous stuff is that there are betas all along their journey. Uh, so not just you, Sean, but if anybody thinks that they feel like they've missed out, uh, you certainly haven't. There's still plenty of baiting to be done mm -hmm. and plenty of people to chat to about it. If you would like to chat to me about it then there's a link in the episode description if you want to be part of the little beta profile interview project uh, and come along not come along we can do it on zoom and chat about uh baiting uh, and be interviewed for the proud baiters anonymous podcast then let me know get in touch and we'll make a time uh sean thank you for being in the spotlight this episode 
It's been very bright. We've um, we've gotten to know you a little bit better, uh, and we look forward to having many more chats with you in future episodes. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to another episode, Proud Bait is Anonymous. If you haven't subscribed yet, then make sure you do so you don't miss any future episodes. Uh, give us a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to if you would like to. Share it with your beta buddies uh, and get the word out there about the podcast. Thanks again for listening and happy baiting. Hey baiters, just a quick note to let you know I have a new membership set up for the Proud Baiters podcast. If you'd like early access to these episodes, then you can sign up as a member with the link in the episode description. Your support goes a long way to helping Sean and I keep the podcast running and making sure we are doing the work with the beta community to get the word out there. Thanks again for listening and happy baiting.